Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So what is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is Ando. This is the third and final episode of January. And today on the show, we have Ida Hoigo Siomo. I'm going to have to start off by apologizing to Ida for butchering her name. Now, who is Ida, you might be asking? I'll answer that by telling you the story about how I found her. Several months ago, I found myself at Cafe Gentrification. You guys probably know the one. It's up, uh, I don't remember the real name, but it's up, it's one of the ones up on Griffinfeld scale here in Copenhagen. The uh, nice street with all the bomb African food. Well, now they have a couple of hip cafes there, as those things go. And my wife talked me into checking one out. Now, the longtime listener is probably fairly astute in their imagination of me. And I assure you, you are right. I was sulking and grumbling in the corner. But then I saw an art magazine on the wall, and it was one I'd never seen before. So I grab it and start to check it out, and it's called AF Art, F Art, and god damn it, it's good. The design is nice, the art is interesting, and it just looked different than your average arts publication. Upon further perusal, I see that it's the first issue, and then it had just come out. Now, who the hell starts a print magazine about arts in this day and age? Well, as you've probably deduced... Ida does. So I reached out, and here we are. So she's the young gun who took up this project. You probably don't know her now, but my money is on that you'll be seeing more of her in the future. And then you can tell all your friends that you heard it on the Undergang armchair first. Yeah. Ida and I had this conversation last year, and now the time has come for the release of their second issue. The release party is on this Friday, January 29th, at 7 p.m., You'll be able to see the new issue, to buy it, to listen to some delicious music, and uh, probably enjoy a drink, I imagine. It's at the Dome of Visions. Such a badass name for a place. The Dome of Visions here in Copenhagen. And there'll be an address on the show notes for this episode or on FArt's Facebook page. All the links are on our website. Not much else to report by way of news. I am absolutely cooked right now. I've been packing my studio into small boxes, and I'm moving everything out tomorrow. One of the realities of being an artist is that, you know, eventually you're going to need a studio space. And one of the further realities is that you will eventually get thrown out of that space so they can sell it to the highest bidder. The tradition continues, and I'm proud to say it's now my turn. (laughs) It's nice to know I'm a part of history. But... There is more interesting history here, and Ida's going to tell you about it now. Enjoy. And that's what I guess what it's really about, right? Is, is yeah. doing something you enjoy doing. Exactly, and that was that was the basic for studying a lot. Are you are you an art? Do you come from an artist background? Are you art historian? I'm art historian. Okay. Yeah, I'm working at my master's as an art historian, Uh, but I guess I've always been in the limit between being an artist, being an artist, the theoretical, the practical. It's hard to take a choose because that's how 
this is the worst these days. You actually have to take a stand if you want to be. Right. They're really split off. They're really actually. split off. And Which that is was, kind of silly in a way because artists are very theoretical. A lot of artists are yes. very theoretical now too. And also I think if you really want to succeed as an artist today, that is almost a thing you need to do, like be theoretical. Um, I mean, mean, if you look at like the young gallery or not galleries, the artist run spaces, Mm -hmm. which they they tend to be very process based, very theory based. You know, if you look at like Tovis or uh, some of the other new ones. Exactly. But when you, I mean, so when you first went, I'm not exactly sure how the system works here. When you go (laughs) to the academy, do you immediately have to decide whether you're doing art history? Well, uh, it's two different schools, actually. They're completely separate. Completely separated. Oh my god! Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's one of the things which are actually pretty interesting because also not just the separation between the theoretical and the practical, but also the separation in between the practicals. Like art is located in the heart of the city, right? While architecture, design, those um, yes, subjects are located. Uh, out at Refselsing. Right. So it's like outside of the city and are mostly like voted as the lower classifications of art. So it's pretty, it's pretty old school actually still. It's really interesting. You know, you'd think that they would probably want to create some sort of synergy between all departments Mm. and kind of cross pollination. Yes. Especially since everybody relies on each other so much. Exactly. Uh, I think I'm not, I think I'm pretty dumb because I just realized how important curators are. Like yeah. last year, I think you know, I just thought curators basically were hobbyists. Like, <laughs> oh, I like uh, you know, art, you know, I didn't realize how much an integral part of the system mm. they are. They're coordinators, yeah, actually, and I guess that's kind of what the magazine is about as well. Like a platform you can coordinate these, right. Right, you're playing, you are a curator in that sense. Well, we don't exclude it exactly. Yeah. Um, because it's a big coordination of all the disciplines and trying to make people work together is, um, is something you don't learn in school, actually. You're just learning how, where you put the limits. Right, right, what borders. you can do and what you can't do. Yeah, and we're trying to explore it more. Is, and, yeah. Is it part of school or is it completely separate of school? It's completely separate. Well, the old magazine, which we're kind of, um, yeah, something like an extension, extension of, or, of or, or re reliving, yeah, organism, second life, phoenix bird, fish. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that started as a, in school. It was founded uh, by this uh, University of Copenhagen. Uh, but this time we are taking it completely out of the university. Okay, so what's the history of the magazine originally? Well, um, it started as actually a magazine um, where uh, students and uh, professors could talk together uh, and make discussions about art history in art history. Okay, so it wasn't even practice-based in that sense. It no, actually. Theory. It or, was theory, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they got a new editor... Um, uh, a couple of years later, called uh, his Den- his name is Dennis Riven, and he was like um, made a whole new concept for it and tried to take it out of the university, but it was still founded by the university then, uh, mostly. Uh, but he's tried to take it more and more out, 
and also took a lot of artists in and mm. stuff like that. And but he had there was no one to take over when he ended it, and he couldn't uh, complete the job himself. Um, so it was shut down. Um, and it's a funny story actually, how it started. Dennis was, uh, when I started the art history, he was out telling us about the magazine. Um, as a part of the course, basically, like doing a lecture. No, like or... an introduction to the okay. course. What could you do with it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, like in the introduction days. Uh, and he was, uh, it was, and it was stopped in the magazine there, but he was like, if anybody wants to like start it, you can call me oh he literally just opened that door yeah wow. kind of Sneaky. Um, but that's like four <laughs> years ago now yeah um and uh you know i don't know well we all remembered him i think he has like a body language which is really rememberable probably yeah. um so um after finished my bachelor uh i have a, a job as uh a guide uh, if you want to call that, or a teacher maybe, at the David Collection. Right. Um, at the Danish Museum, uh, located in the center for... It's one of the, actually one of the 10th biggest museums for Islamic art. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I shamefully have never been there. It should go. I know, and it's <laughs> right there in the center of town. It is, but actually it's not that many people know it. At least not that it's one of the 10th biggest collections of Islamic art in the world. I had no idea. No. I had no idea at all. And I, you know, I... It's like that, and there's the other one, a Toyhus Museum. Oh, yeah. Which I think is supposed to be really great. Yeah. And you just, you don't really go there. Oh, confession. Some... I haven't been there either. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's... It, it's a good institution, clearly. Yes, yes, definitely. And interesting exhibitions as well. Yeah. So you were a guide there. Uh, yes. And uh, actually, uh, well, had children, school classes, uh, yeah, also university classes on tours, mm -hmm. uh, talking about the difference between Islamic art, um, Danish art, European art, and also used art to tell something about the community. So maybe... And it just struck me when I was um, having these tours how good per perspective the art it gave on Islam, which you don't get from the news and from other places. Boy, isn't that the truth right now? Exactly. Uh, which you go in there and you see these beautiful, beautiful things and you can learn something about uh, the religion, which like you came more in the depth with the culture right. and you can also it kind of humanizes people you yeah. know because in a weird way you'd say let's just take current uh media picture of the middle east i think it's pretty dehumanizing exactly you know the way you talk about um, refugees for yes. example you know uh so yeah i think you're right that 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 art culture in that sense brings it closer to home it does. And also the thing about art objects or artifacts is that you actually have like something like you um, objectifies something mm. which is not there, actually. You know, it can be anything. It can be nature, history, philosophy, whatever. Um, right. Any idea, anything you anything, decide. Anything, yeah. yeah. And if you bring that, that story to uh, a person... They get maybe some kind of reflections, hopefully. Right, some sort of relation yeah. to it on a personal level. 
which can start some thinking maybe yeah hopefully yeah. <laughs> i think at least that's what many artists want with their work today at least yeah and of course in history it's different um yeah but anyways having those tours just made me realize what kind of potential there were in art which i don't think uh is valued enough was that kind of a breakthrough moment for you like with your own thoughts about what you were doing and definitely like going three years in art history you really had to like all the time yeah right. like, what the fuck am i yeah, doing <laughs> and you know when you had a media would say yeah you will be like worthless employees until yeah. you die so. right right two so, of you will get a job the rest of you will be worthless. Like, there's cuts and cuts and cuts yeah. and blah, blah. <laughs> so yeah it was actually and i just think that that was when I started to search for something um, who could uh, like fill this spot that I yeah. was think missing, and I met Dennis at a yeah that's funny it was a hundred hours bar at one of the collegiums in uh, Copenhagen. Okay, uh, what is a hundred hours bar? <laughs> it's a really hundred drunk hours. Uh, okay, it's just a bar students. that's open for a hundred hours. Yes, actually. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. That's a lot of drinking. That's a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and, but yeah, you know, all good ideas. Uh, right. Yeah. Lubrication. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I recognized him from two, three years back mm. with the magazine. And mm -hmm. I went over to him and asked what happened to it. And one thing led to another. And we met a week later. And uh, he gave me all the help I needed and said, go for it. So you said to yourself, I'm a student and I need more to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's, it, so it's just you. You got this no. idea on your own. Well, well, then after talking to him, I had, uh, you know, I went directly to two of my friends and asked, would you be interested in, in like starting this with me? Because, mm. uh, and it was all dependent on. It depended on them, actually, because I knew I couldn't do it alone. It's a lot of work to get something like that off the ground. It's, uh, it's more yeah, work than you ever imagined. It's more work than I ever imagined. It still is. Yeah. Um, but it still is, like, I just hold on to, like, why I started, I mm. think, to make uh, it come true. Well, I mean, you can say that uh, it did something in that I just happened to find it. Mm-hmm. And immediately recognized its value. And that's why I contacted you to have on the show. Because I, th you know, especially in a time now where everybody's basically saying print media is dead. Uh, you know, the fact that you guys or you started this, I think, speaks to what your intentions are. You know, clearly yes, you're not trying yeah. to get rich. No, <laughs> that, no. And, and clearly also, I mean, I don't, I, I, well, you tell me, but are you imagining this being a really long-term project? Well, I hope so. I definitely hope so. Um, but like, it is really an issue with money and mm -hmm. I hope that we can grow. Like it doesn't have to go fast or anything. I just want us to grow nice and steady and maybe get some more commercials to like get the, just right. not many but just so we can get it go around because you know well it is a um well we're not earning anything on this um and we will not do in the future either yeah. um but 
we need to like like to make a printed magazine is expensive right just to make just to break even yes exactly it takes a certain amount of budget i mean that's the nice thing about an internet-based media like exactly. this there isn't that many overhead costs Mm-mm. whereas printing actually involves Print- presses printing is expensive <laughs> and i guess that's why most people go away from the printed magazine now and put it online probably yeah it's easier it definitely is but but had i found you online i probably would not have contacted you true so what is it about that material which makes the difference you know because if you argue okay print digital not that big of a difference now everyone's got an ipad blah 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 yeah there's something about finding it in a cafe you know i wouldn't have found an ipad leaning up against the wall with a page open you know uh I don't know. Do you have any thoughts as to why print versus media versus well, online? Well, I think you can put it right back to the question of art itself because it is an object. Mm. It's not something. Well, now you can like, what is it today when you yeah, put it on the internet? It's getting away from that yes. necessarily. That's very true. But still, I think it's we still have this in human nature about holding things. It's the, sen- this, the senses. Mm-hmm. And when you can like catch the senses then it makes things interesting. And that's what also like exhibitions now, they don't, you don't only like put the eyes in the game. You also had to put the hearing, the smells, the touching to like really catch people's attention. Yeah. It's funny. I'm starting to not to always bring it back to me, but I'm starting to look at designing an exhibition and it feels weird to design an exhibition that's just pictures on the wall. Yeah, exactly. It feels like it's not enough. No. The bound, you know, the 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 amount of engagement now seems standard that you need something three dimensional or, or something like you say with with hearing or touching or mm. uh, which it's I think hard for a lot of people. So many <laughs> people have been working two dimensional for so long. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess galleries are changing the slowest. Yes. Some. Th- yeah. Yeah. But I think so too. Like just putting music in a gallery is like still really rare. Mm. And that's kind of weird actually, because in museums they do it pretty often. Yeah. But galleries are most, well, it's still a bit white cube. I guess it's also a matter of if you're going to sell it, you have to imagine that you can hang it on the wall. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just funny because as soon as that border gets taken down, mm. everything just goes crazy because so much more is possible. Yeah, you know when you have when you, when you don't have to constrain yourself to white walls. Of course, of course, and I think that was what like what we wanted with a magazine as well was to make it. Also, we have these small paper galleries in it where we actually mm. like it's also to value the artworks we put in it. That's the most effective way, like really have high quality on the paper, make good prints, um, don't disturb them with a lot of graphical extras. It was uh, very nicely made, I gotta say. Thank it you. Really it, good. Yeah, that's my layout or Mikkel. Mikkel? His... Shout out to Mikkel, you did a great job. Yeah, really. And, and I was shocked actually that it was number one. I look yeah. at it and I was like, what? You know, like it, it just seemed like you guys had a very clear concept. With yeah. what you were doing. And I can tell it's not only number one, it's his number one magazine as well. He hasn't made any magazine before. Wow. Yeah, he has talent. Buy that guy a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he comes back. 
And that's it, because, you know, when I shut it out that I wanted to start this magazine, it didn't took long before people came running. And mm. it's so qualified. People, like, they are amazing. Like, it's so amazing to see how you find some people who love something and do it. And maybe I don't love it, but that's where I find some people who actually do. And it just makes a great mix. Yeah, having a team is... is going to be crucial yeah. especially for the longevity exactly because at some point you're going to get tired not just tired of it in general but like you know one month really it's going to be tough tired yeah, yeah and they're <laughs> going to be there to help you through exactly that, they know? already are like i had some breakdowns during the first where i was like it's never gonna happen <laughs> and uh of course they Is were it? the ones to pull me through that yeah and so it goes both ways of course are you thinking about doing it four times a year? I didn't see how many. Three times a year. Three times a year. Mm. So the next will be in January, the end of January. Okay. Yeah. So we are working Which is hard. Right now. around the corner. Right around the corner. Yes. And we still don't have the money. So that will be interesting. See, that is the hard part. How much energy should you spend on the actual product? Mm. And how much should you spend on the project of getting it funded and exactly. realized? Yeah. And that's where I guess that's the... Uh, job of for me is at least to take the hard part that so, or you need fundraising you know like there's yeah i have i have uh, one maybe soon two fundraisers yeah um so hopefully like we have become i think almost 10 more people on this issue already wow. yeah so you know it makes my job easier of course Except for now, you got to manage ten more people. Exactly. So actually, it's more of more being a coordinator. Yeah. Um, and also, it's like really you come uh, against some dilemmas which you had never, never thought you would think about, like really political issues, like who is going to like m make commercials in the magazine, and right. like who would you take money from, and um, even though this is a subject. A subjective view of things will you post it in the magazine and stuff like that it's really yeah it's hard there's a lot yeah like about. what is the magazine we're still growing so it's it's uh yeah did you like how did the reception of the first one go well it was so weird because it actually went 100 percent well yeah, and I wouldn't imagine it. Like, I didn't sleep two nights before, maybe three nights before, because we we had um, we had to pursue the um, the uh, release for two weeks, right. which resulted in that we would get the magazine on the day. <laughs> yeah, so I was standing like out in my bathroom window. With my head looking out for four hours from like eight to twelve, just waiting for it to arrive. Just waiting for it, and it didn't arrive. And then the rest of the editors came and the team, and we all stood <laughs> out my bathroom window uh, for two more hours. And then it suddenly came, and uh, we popped the champagne, and uh, we started to write. Well, we have written a number in every magazine, and we yeah, started to yeah, write yeah. that. It was like blowing or mine self uh, right. to get it dry and drive over to this uh, location in the inner city which is an old uh, um what's it called um cluster no cloister cloister yeah yeah um and 
where we should have the release party. And we had put this uh, amazingly artwork from one of the artists, Rune Börse. Mm-hmm. I also Moments. invited him. He's going to come on the show. Oh, yeah, exactly. He told me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's amazing. And the he's work really is good. amazing. Yeah. Uh, he really has some philosophical thoughts in his works, but you can just see his personality in all. And it's so, also, it's so all human. Like, mm-hmm. everybody can collect, like, can, like, relate to it, mm-hmm. I think. So we have put this 80. 81 glass bottles in the middle of a room where people were drinking. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like really nervous because he was away in Norway on another art project and I was like in charge of this artwork. Yeah. Um, but there was no troubles at all. Like people were so respectful and really were in, like really went into the artwork work and talked about it and mingled and it was just a really good social room um and there were 250 guests in this small room wow yeah so it was hot as did well did you uh did you feel like you attracted the attention of people that didn't otherwise know about it well that's funny you ask because the first people who came which were five guys standing in a circle uh, right next to the bar um, I couldn't recognize them, and I was thinking it was a bit funny that uh, I just expected that I would know the people who came first. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends even told to them, and they hadn't like they didn't know what they were going into or what they had went into. Uh, they didn't know the magazine at all. Um, had just seen the uh, the uh, that there were free beers <laughs> on some. <laughs> Yeah, but they stayed the whole night, and uh-huh. it was, I think, it was a really, really good uh, release. Yes, it was. And also, one of my co-editors, he uh, pulled us all on stage at some point and make us make a speech. And it was so, like, it was so relaxed and so not uh, rehearsed, yeah. everything. It was just perfect, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you entered any sort of, like... Well, I don't want to say city-wide, but uh, scene-wide discussion about arts. You know, like, do you feel like you're now part of of whatever comprises Copenhagen's art scene? Well, actually, I would say I hope not. <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> well, of course I hope I am, but I hope that, well, the magazine is definitely not only meant for people in the Copenhagen art world. Mm. Like, we really try to... Uh, show people that art can be something that is relevant for you in your time, even though maybe it's an artwork which is 300 years old and maybe it's a contemporary art in your neighbor museum. Like, but it's actually about how art is relevant today. Mm. Uh, and that's why I hope, like, we are also planning our next release right now. And well, we were talking about having it at the gallery, but uh, um, as also I worked at a gallery which was actually a gallery who uh, broke down the borders a bit of who goes to galleries and who's not going to galleries which one's that? Uh, it was uh, most exhibit it's uh, closed last summer it was on um, Vestabro but mm. it was an, um, a gallery for urban art Okay. so it had like art which was also street artists mm-hmm. and also more um what do you call it? Uh, uh, 
boring no <laughs> no maybe more educated <laughs> sure. maybe like more going to the academic yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um but uh and also yeah so i think it wouldn't be a problem to have the release at the gallery like that of course but i think that people might have an um like an imagination of how it is to go at a gallery which is um a, a bit a bit of a pity i think because mm. you can galleries are great but but we are trying to like get other people as well to come and as been on just oh well both working at the gallery and also been at several galleries uh, during three years of or four years of art history studies mm. um you see the same people Oh, over yeah. and over oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a reunion. You know? Yeah, it's like it a, is. A, a yeah, it's a lovely reunion. Uh, but yes, but we want like we want something more. That's uh, commendable. It is. It's. Uh, I mean, because I think I, a lot of people have been, you know, talking about uh, academia in art and. You know, one of my favorite sayings is uh, art criticism is the intellectual's revenge on the artist. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Like there is that whole attitude of like maybe some parts of the art world are over academized. Yeah. Uh, do you feel directly like that or do you feel more like you just want to kind of change the tempo or the tone? Well, actually, I am not that fond of talking about uh, when well, academic art, because of course there is, but also I think people is kind of scared of the academics itself, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty bad. Uh, I am. I'm terrified. Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> but, but I think that what you learn uh, in a humanistic um, education is actually an uh, ability to be critical mm. and also to ask questions and reflect over some things, which I mean is pretty important in a society um absolutely yeah and that's probably a lot of the problem with people in general engaging with art Mm. is they don't ever try to stop or not ever excuse me uh i think one of the problems is that people maybe often don't go in and say why did they make this exactly or try to understand what sort of discussion is being had and so they'll be like i don't get it it's garbage yeah let's go get drunk Exactly. Uh, you know, so I guess in that sense, academics are quite good. They teach you to be critical about everything. Yeah. Really. But the problem with academics, and which is also kind of what I'm working against, is the language they use. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. that is, that's funny because I, I, I do speak Danish. Yeah. I I have a job here in Denmark. I speak Danish every day. Whenever I read something academic about arts, I don't understand any of it. No. The language they use is not a language I hear anywhere else. No. And the way they talk about things. And that's just funny because it's my second language. So I get it in English when I yeah. read that sort of stuff. But that one step removed makes it impossible for me to understand. Wow. And that kind of speaks to the way you talk. Yes. It's like a different language. It does. And that's, well, that's one of the goals with Avat as well, to actually make the academic language what it can be, mm. like so much more, uh, yeah, 
Right, because you can talk about anything. It's just how you talk about it's it. It's so much how we talk about it. And, well, this is where I can ask you, like, this is a pretty dangerous question. But did you understand what was standing in Awad? Or have you read I anything? didn't really read it. Because no. it was the copy, it was the cafe's copy. Oh, yeah. And I didn't take it with me. I will give you a copy afterwards. Okay. And I will tell you the honest truth, whether because, I understand it yeah, or not. Yeah, and please do. Because if not, it's not good enough. Then I have to... And it's actually really hard to make academics to write otherwise like well they're trained their exactly. whole lives exactly to have a discourse in a certain yeah manner. it's like crashing the world down and just crashing my own world down because i'm i'm from there myself but it's yeah it's, i was thinking last week even i'm so tired there's these buzzwords in the art world <laughs> in english for example the word negotiate yeah gets overused in the oh, art world yeah. all the time yeah. it's just like oh well it's or or notions and notions the yeah. word notions i don't use that anywhere except for when i'm talking about the notion of an idea of an artwork <laughs> you know it's just it's everybody who knows agrees that this is a way you talk about thinking about an idea yeah that's all that means but it's a completely different word you know sense. and it's the same with negotiating concepts of uh post-colonialism let's say yeah. you know like it's a, it's a sentence you can understand, mm. but it's said in a way that only people who've studied art actually can relate to. Yeah, can relate to. Yeah, true. That yeah, sense. that's a perfect difference. Like, you understand it, but how do you relate to it? Like, right. And that will make it so the person, so that whatever those words are in Danish, yeah. I don't relate to. No. Because I didn't go to school in Denmark. No. So sure. then all of a sudden, I'm just like, yeah, hey, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Uh, and my, that might actually be why I also started this because I'm Norwegian hmm. and Norwegian, I'm sorry for all my Norwegian fellas, but Norwegian uh, is like a baby language of Danish. It's it? like, it's the easy version. Oh, oh yeah, no, it is definitely easier. That's yeah. True. Like we're saying things as they are and it's, well, it's just easier. So maybe that's why the idea came as well. I don't mm. know. Um, but well, it could relate back to your own ideas about language then. Yeah, you know. maybe. Yeah. Uh, do you speak Danish or do you speak Absolutely. Okay, yeah, my yeah. mother is Danish. So okay. It's no worries there. But the, like, the writing is hard. Uh, and in an academic world, it's even harder. Um, so, of course, like language is really interesting because there's also so much culture in a language. Mm -hmm. And that's also a thing you have to like um, make a choice... Uh, about when you write a magazine like which language should it be on like who is this for who, yeah who who's is this your audience for? that's exactly. the big question and like is it only on danish should it be like translated is it allowed to write on english all mm. those things and and yes it is allowed to write on english we just haven't had any as, as a i was gonna say you guys decided to go all danish as well yeah as the I first we did but that was actually kind of a coincidence because all the work all the articles we got was on danish okay but i have rumors that there might be two articles in English for mm. the next magazine. And also we are planning to put it online after when the, it's a new release, we put the the pre one online. Right, so you can see the previous yeah yeah. Yeah. And then you can uh, translate it there. And maybe maybe we will have translation on English as well. Depends Good idea. on the costs. It depends, yeah. And the time. You know, <laughs> and time, time becomes such an issue, too. Oh, yeah. Time and money, huh? Well, I mean, the Danes have this great word, which I really like, uh, formidling. 
Oh, yeah. Which doesn't translate as well into English. I mean, it means development, right? Development yeah, of arts? but actually, no. I was actually, because that's the word I really wanted to use today, because I was thinking about it on the way here, what was actually the meaning of Awad. But um, I couldn't come up with a word that says the same thing. Because yeah, development sounds so sterile. I feel like maybe it's almost championing. Championing. I don't wow. know if that's a real. Is that even really an English word? But you say championing, <laughs> like someone who champions an idea means that you fight for the idea. Well, you... maybe, but it, it can also just be seen as a uh, attract. Like mm. you are this. Like, like you have a concept, and you are the voice who tells it to another person, and. It depends, like you choose the voice, it will be set in, or the language you can say this will be set in. Okay. So there is a whole science there, like of voices. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, do what this. What is this? <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I love that word, even if apparently I don't exactly know what it means. But uh, I feel like that's one thing Denmark really has done a good job in focusing on in well the arts world. yes they had had uh, i'm afraid it's changing and i'm really trying to make it not to do do tell no it's just like there's so many cuts in the uh, like teaching school system today mm. and that's where we use it mostly and also in like uh, research in this field it stops now. You're thinking on the academic level yes. or in the private? In both. As, oh, academic level. Like the ones who are founded by the um, yeah, state. Okay, for Midland. Public. Yeah, for Midland. Arrangement. Arrangement? Through his agency. Okay, that's... Agency also can mean... Um, to affect something. Or yeah. To do something. Uh, for Midland is affect... Yeah, fact, uh, maybe. That's a good thing. To be instrumental in bringing about. That makes sense. Yeah. To be in charge of. Yeah. Effect I mean, is a good word. Yeah. Because you're like, if you are the affector, the familia, mm. then you're actually, well, you choose how to say something. You choose what story should be told. But as a concept, I think it's a really interesting one in arts because you're talking about the agents who affect mm. culture and help transmit culture like exactly. you were saying like paths and 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 so that can then be anything whether it's a lecture uh a blog post uh, a newspaper article yeah god forbid a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah. and I, I so i it's sad to hear that you say they're cutting back on it but i will say that it's not something they focus on in America very much. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Not good to hear. From no, America's but it's a good thing that they do that they, here because yes. they recognize the importance yeah. of that agency. And I think that's a focus uh, you get more and more as well is like you put in questions to who is talking, mm -hmm. what story is told, whose story is told. And that is also what I'm, why, why all the articles in Awad is so... Per, like you should have a personal voice in it because it's actually your stand it's your story it's your opinion you're telling you can't pretend that it's some sort of objective no there is no universal truth that's the main theme of our next 
yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, which the team actually is dominance. Dominance. Yeah. Time to take over. Dominance. Yes. Underline that puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, but where we're actually talking about this, like how there is no universal truth and how everything is subjective and yeah, it's personal, you know. We well, are, I think that's why so many things are breaking down old systems, you know. Yes. I don't know how many years ago it was that would people would think that media was not subjective. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, was subjective. You know, clearly, clearly, it's uh, not objective, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's subjective, and that it's goes true. for all information. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely things are changing. Like, there has been... Some good effects. <laughs> nothing to believe in anymore. <laughs> no, no. But uh, but I do think that's that's a really nice thing is that that has some sort of support system. And I know this. I mean, I didn't. I I noticed you guys had gotten some funding mm. to pull it off. Yes, the first. Uh, time, but yeah. there wasn't any from the state, was there? No, we had uh, some of from the university, like a starting fund. Mm. Uh, but uh, no more. <laughs> mm. Well, the state yeah. usually waits around a little bit yeah. to see if you're not just doing it exactly. like, like you're serious. Yeah, and I will, well, we hope that they see we're serious soon. <laughs> Please Fingers do. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, yeah, but, um, but yeah, most, it's, it's hard. It's like you really need to think through who you're asking yeah. for money. And advertising is, is, is a broken system now, too. Yeah. People don't pay as much for print No, absolutely not. It's like, yeah, but everything is, yeah, accepted. <laughs> Do you have any sort of hope that one day you could make a living doing this? No, uh, but I have a hope that it could be self-running. Yeah, but it will always be my... It will. I will not make a living on this. Mm. Maybe like the idea of it i hope i can make a living on mm -hmm. like the project itself i will make it in other medias and other things mm -hmm. but the magazine itself i hope will never be something anyone can live by i hope it can just be what it is and still because i think if it gets about money you don't feel the liberation of saying what you really mean mm. And that's what most art magazines have the troubles with today, I think. And right. that's where we are different. Right. So it will be kind of taking some of the identity of Awad if it will actually be that much money in it. That's the correct, you know, that's what's so tough about that situation. It is. Because the more time you put into it, the less time you have for the rest of your life, yeah. including the job that you have or whatever you do to, to, to pay the rent. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you do make money from it, you then get stuck in the fact that you have to continue making money. Off exactly. Of it. And that's where the Danish state is good because they can back up on projects that don't, mm. that have no you know business plan. They have no financial yeah. Foundation. True. But it's such an unsecure. They could just decide, okay, we don't feel like supporting this anymore. Yes. And then you're just kind of like, oh, we have nothing. You know? Like, yeah. 
do you have you at all began thinking about long term plans, or are you guys still just well? We to- have like um, we we'll have plans a third, okay. like kind of, uh, and I think that also like it looks like like it's getting easier for every time. Right, and, right, right, right. Yeah, it's the, the first one is the worst. Yes, exactly. So I hope really that like also the financial part will be more and more settled yeah. and like get some long-term contributors mm. and yeah commercials well i mean the good thing is you could eventually use the experience as like a consultancy type of thing true and actually people is getting a lot of out of this like people who's working at the projects gets uh jobs get practical like internships value in the actual experience yes and also that you do volunteer work and work for a case Mm -hmm. is really like it's a good vibe to send to other people Mm -hmm. um and that's the thing like that's what it should be and um also the social part about it is is really great like it's it's really like people could maybe think that i'm really romanticizing it all but but I'm not doing it for romanticizing a, an idea. I mean, it's more like an, a protest, maybe, mm. for the people who says that it's not possible. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, it's kind of nice to do something that, that no one else would do, right? Yeah, it is. And also, it's like, like I had no no experience at all by my, like, magazine-ish but it's just like like I remember we had a, I can't remember his name. No, that's a pity. But we had a, a spokesman out uh, at some lecture, and he said, like, if you don't have a job, just fake it till you make it. Mm. And it's like that was just it True made shit. so much sense. True shit. So much sense. And again, the more engaged you are, the more opportunities are going to come up. Yeah. You know, if you know people who are working, whether it's you know, paid work or volunteer work, whatever, then you're going to be knowing what's going on, what's where, who. Exactly. Oh, the network. We are where the pulse are. Yeah, working on the pulse. It's, uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, what we're talking Also, like, there is a lot of uh, art reviews and stuff, of course, and blogs, art blogs and stuff, in, and also in Copenhagen. Mm. Um, but I think that we're trying to talk about things with not just here at the moment, but actually like if you pull the magazine out two or three years from now, it will still make sense what you read. Mm-hmm. Like it's about a more depth uh, in humanity maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to use the word, big words. But... Well, you were talking earlier about like about art creating perspective. Yeah. And that kind of makes me think about, what your goals are there you know if you guys if you really want to go back to the truest sense of uh formulating this effect mm. uh, what is it you hope to affect i just okay you're asking me mm-hmm. well okay i'm hoping to affect reflections about our living day mm. actually who with a context of art or with the con- like yeah by using art as a um, thing we, like, our, yeah, place of origin, or oh. what do you say? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's 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 because art has this ability to show something you, you don't see otherwise, because it's just, uh, 
you have to use your imagination. And it's important to like keep triggering your imagination because if not, it stops and you get like, well, I would say dead, but people There's can still live being there. Than There's seeing the people who've just given up. Exactly. And I think it's really hard to live today and see all these, uh, well, universal truth going up in a poo, like, mm. okay, where went religion? Where went uh, this country? Where went this and where went that? You know, everything is falling apart and, and the environment itself in many ways. And people are asking questions like, what are we doing here? And I think that's the wrong question. It's not about what are we doing here? It's more about how how is like... How do we make this work, mm. actually? How do we move forward? How do we move forward? Yeah. And that's, yeah. So that was a long answer, but reflections about, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lofty goal. Uh, we had uh, Augusta Atla on the show yeah. uh, two episodes ago. And she was talking about how what a shame it is that people don't engage with art more. Yes, exactly. Because I was kind of being the devil's advocate and saying, like, if you really want to change the world, maybe you shouldn't do it through art because so few people engage with it. Yeah. You know, but she was just saying, no, 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 more people need to engage with it. That's why we do this to bring more people in because. Well, I agree with her. (laughs) And I do too, because I mean, as much as uh, I may complain about the art world, Mm. uh, especially the uh, profit driven, speculation driven uh, art world, try to imagine a world without art. That sucks. It's not, not only does it suck, but it's kind of impossible. Yeah. Right. Because even if the money system didn't exist. There would still be, yeah, exactly. I mean, people would still whistle on the way to yeah. the supermarket. Or And actually, I think we're going into a time where art actually can really unfold itself. Because because we are starting to sit and putting these questions, uh, like, yeah. Um, art is a way to, um, well, first of all, it can actually affect all our senses. Like, people is... Uh, trying yoga alcohol drugs whatever to like religions to Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. make sense of everything and like feel something and i think that art has that ability to like really get into the depth with something and um people is actually searching for it now so like a lack of meaning in modern society in that our older institutions are crumbling religious uh... well yeah and maybe not a lack of meaning but it's just we're like realizing that the meaning we thought we had is not it. So we should look other, other places. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that could go to pessimistic views. And, but the thing is that if you really know how to crack that code, if you really know how to live without the universal truth, then you're about something. Then you're actually become really smart mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. or at least uh, you have something to share yeah exactly regardless and i would of... really like to ask the person who know how to do that like without troubles and mm-hmm. without having bad days so is that episode three uh beyond human universal <laughs> truth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean it's 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 
you know, it's 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 big thoughts for something like a magazine, right? It is. Oh my god! But at the same time, like, yeah. it's not it's not about the magazine. It's about it's about living a life and engaging with the world, it right? Is. The magazine actually isn't that important. No, it's more about how you're doing. Uh, you know, just how you're going about what you're interested in, yes. what life is about. And I think maybe that is what comes back to what is important about art. Yeah, I think you know, that creating you said some it sort of value. Totally correct there. Yeah. Um, so, starting a religion, <laughs> <laughs> starting an arts-based religion. No, but maybe like starting a movement more. Yeah. You know. The problem is we're also individualistic now. Oh, what? We're also individualistic now. Yes, we are. And it's we hard to, to get together. It is. And the magazine is something that makes people come together hmm. as well. Yeah. Also, if we go all the back to our beginning of this conversation, but mm -hmm. also between the disciplines, between the theoretical and the practical. That, I think, is important. Because yes. Because it shouldn't become rarefied. It shouldn't become ghettoized in mm. its own corner. No, it shouldn't. And also, that's what we're facing when we are finish our educations, right? Then we actually have to go out and work with those people who are not in our own field. Yeah, and that's um, really kind of the argument against the old academic system is. is yes, that it does, It's not really a preparation for, no. for reality. And also, the old like university style like is a result of... The idea of the universal truth came in the Enlightenment period. Right. Yeah. So it's all connected. Doesn't work. No. And actually, I think there is going to be our, uh, one of my uh, co-editors, Anas, who's going to write an article about that for the next. It's going to be. Good um, idea. Cool. Good idea, because I do think there does need to be some more tearing down of, of these kind of weird um, parallel roads. Yes, exactly. And... You know, this this podcast is literally, it started because I missed having the kind of discussion and life I had in art school about arts. Oh, yeah. Because once I went to the real world, and then I moved to Denmark, which didn't help either. But, like, <laughs> you know, I didn't have the same kind of daily engagement with ideas about arts, about life, about, uh, you know walking through life you know and so having a podcast then allows me and us to 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 talk about this sort of stuff yes. again and creates an excuse just like the magazine for you creates an excuse to engage with artists with yeah. thinkers with exactly i think we're yeah again i said we were in the same business i think really it is like getting a forum or media to actually talk about these things. Right. And to help it, you know, and it's, I wouldn't say it's selfish, but it's also personal. It's how yes. one might want to engage with and the world. And that's the thing about being individualistic these days. Like it needs to be personal before people actually can relate to it because yeah. everybody's personal. Well, it's funny too, that you also need an excuse to do something. Like had I called you and been like, I saw your magazine. Let's sit down and have oh, a cup yeah, of coffee sure. and talk for a week, for an hour. You would have been like, uh, you know, I don't, <laughs> you know, but just the fact that there's a forum for it. Yeah. Or if, you know, if you came to me and were like, will you write an article for me? Yeah. About your ideas about this. And be like, why? You know, like it helps to have that framework. Yes, it does. And that's again, like how everything is like constructive, right? Hmm. Yeah. Right, and then, you know, creating archives is also interesting. Yeah, uh, creating archives. Oh, yeah. Like, 
tell me about it working at the museum where everything is organized like when i'm not having these guided tours i'm sitting with these um artifacts and dating them and putting them into geographical places that's cool it is cool but it's also pretty weird like mm-hmm. and it's like okay this might be from yeah turkey this might be from india um let's put it where like it's the turco india file <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like it's so funny how we just make decisions about classifying right and right. but the thing is now we have the museums we have the collections which is um a result of yeah, the Enlightenment period where you try to like organize everything, classify everything to like get everything in order. And now we're seeing this is not working, but we still need the order to pull it down. Like we can go in and affect now, like which stories are we telling? Right. We can't start over, but we can't start over. We there have to like make problems, it work. But... Yeah. We cannot start. We have to like, it's the same with, yeah, okay, now I'm going into the theme of the next because there's also going to be a lot of colonialism. Right. Um, which is a big issue in Denmark now. It's in tons of uh yeah, articles in the newspapers and stuff like that. Um so obviously it's something that it's pretty touchy right now. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it was just last week that Save the Children Denmark apologized for taking Greenland's children out of Greenland. By force, essentially. Exactly. So it's really... Just last week. Yeah. You know, that's so crazy that yeah. like it's taken that long. Yeah, it's so weird. But that's like, also when you sit with this collection, this archives, like Islamic art, where does it come from, right? Right. Who had um, to die to get this? Here? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the thing is, it's here. Right. We can't do anything about that. What we can do something about is how we choose to tell the story mm. about these objects. Like, so... That's also what's interesting in like the museum part of art right now. And also the galleries has the potential, of course, to to affect these stories which are telling. They just have the more commercial again. Um, they have that same problem we were talking about earlier. Yeah, if you make exactly. a living from it, you are then bound to that. Yeah. But the museums, I think, is actually a platform which can develop pretty cool the next years and make, yeah, maybe something great. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to have to be forerunners in culture. Yeah, and also if you really want to catch the school children who's coming to the museum, you really have to do it in a fun way because they have the iPad right in the pocket. Right. They could give a fuck unless you really start entertaining them. (laughs) So maybe actually the thing we should do is making uh, art games as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like the 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 world is opening up, and the way you engage with art is the 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 whole system is breaking down, and there's a lot more breaking down that needs to be done. Yes. But you know, just the fact that now there's there's thoughts about audience engagement. I think that's like ten, fifteen, twenty years old. That idea. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just a a big vault that locked away culture. Yes, of course. And yeah. uh, and instead now they have to become ambassadors yes. for their riches, you know, True. if it is to be a public institution yeah. for good for society. Yeah, and people don't want to go to museums and feel dumb like they, and they want to like go there to have a great experience. Like it's all about the experience now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, yeah, they they really have to like think in a new way. They have to compete with television. They, they have to do compete with uh, you know yeah. World Cup soccer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, they do. And it's a funny thing because you know the all the, when the museum started the, the tradition of the museums we know today. Also, there was this uh, 
world uh, exhibitions, you know, maybe oh, right, the, the world expos. Yeah. Like the one they have now in Italy. Yes, exactly. It's in, garbage. Don't go. <laughs> in Venice? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, not that one. No, no, oh. no. The world exhibition. Oh, the in, world uh, exhibition. In Milan. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't then, get to go to Venice this year, unfortunately. Because Venice was pretty cool. It was pretty political. Mm. Um, but... Um, Anyways, this started the same time as the Olympic Games. Mm. So they had this national uh, art uh, exhibition and you had this national uh, sport ex- uh, games. Right, right. So it was all a part of the national state. Culture as, also as, right, mm. as a point of pride. Exactly, point. yeah. So, well, it's obvious that it's, it still is these things art can do, you know. You can use art for many reasons. If it's because you want to, like, promote your national state or if it's because you want to uh, promote some, uh, like, feminism or whatever, uh, you can, yeah, you can use it. Like, it's a tool as well. There uh, should totally be art Olympics. There should to- totally be art Olympics. <laughs> I'm just imagining right now, like... <laughs> Damien Hurst parading (laughs) down for England and like yeah Damien versus Jeff Koons but that's funny because right it shouldn't be that different in theory Mm. as weird as that sounds yeah but in theory it's true it's no different you know there's a spectacle yeah yeah they both are it feels really weird to say it yeah but like you said it's entertainment it museum's is. job is to entertain, to create an experience. Yes. And that, in that case, is no different than a television show or mm. a, 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 you know, no. I guess I keep coming back to television or theater no, or stuff is art, but yeah. a soccer game, let's just say. Yeah. Which is also an experience yeah. or entertainment. Yes, exactly. And also, yeah, because if the museums want to stay, they need to, yeah, not be just something dusty. Mm. Yeah. So the magazine, you guys obviously uh, have a lot of fire to get this done to make it happen. Oh, yeah, excited. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys starting to make a process? Do you have uh, like how do you find artists? How do you find do you work? Is is it um, your theme which decides that, or is well, it a personal network? Or um, well, basically, we when when we start um, a process for a next issue, we come up with a theme, and mostly it's. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's pretty, it's like, this really just ideas we put on the table and just talking. yeah, talking, talking, talking. And well, the themes who are most wide open is usually what the one we get, we take. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then the process starts, like we write out open call, who wants to get involved? We How do you guys do an open call? Yeah, we do an open call. Cool. Yeah. Um, both for artists and for um, articles. Mm-hmm. And then we offer um, info, info meeting mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the process where people can come and, well, tell their ideas or uh, just hear about the magazine or the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just work from there. Like, um, yeah. The uh, the artists for the first magazine was basically um, well, we found one of them on Instagram. 
Yeah. So thanks to social Great. media. Great. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, and he actually got off with the front page, Joshua Drake's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, been a great working with him. And another, yeah, and you know, they just, it's weird, but it's just, I would say, fall down from clear sky. Mm-hmm. They just, they are there. And you, when they are there, you know it's them who's going to be in the next magazine. Well, if you know what question you're asking, then it's much easier to find the answer. It is. So, and, but it's really, really nice to see how many artists who sent their work in. It yeah. really is. And, um, and you know we have to think of a lot of things like have a, a variation in the same magazine so of course that could exclude some from this issue but maybe we can put them up later right. again um and also we try to yeah not not be too political correct like not make like we don't need to have a woman artist at one magazine we don't have these rules which a lot of um, art institutions need to have these days. We mm. don't need this and need that. Um, it's about a feeling, actually. Uh, and that's the uh, fun thing about being one's own boss, right? Because you can actually uh, do what you want. And the uh, uh, talks we have in it, in the, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the editors and the team, um, it's, well, it's really often really interesting. Mm. Like, why you choose one artist in front of another and one article instead of... Because one thing is that one article can be extremely good, but if it doesn't like fit in the wholeness of the magazine, then it's an issue. That's something you really have to learn. Is, you know, that's editing. That's literally what that's editor literally has editing. to do. Is You have yeah. to say, this isn't bad, it's just not for now. Yeah, exactly. So that's also why we hope to get... Um, maybe an online platform at some point. Probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yes. Um, yeah. So. But that's more work and more people and more, you know. It is, and yeah. But where where can people um, at the moment engage with you guys? Where can you buy the magazine? Where can you? Well, yeah, the magazine is only unfortunately sold in Copenhagen at this moment. Um, uh, it's sold at the, the State Museum of Art, uh, SMK, and uh, the art, um, what do you call it? The art hall? No. Which one? Oh, Kunsthalle. Yeah, Kunsthalle. Uh, that is a terrible, they don't translate that. I yeah. know, but it's called the big it's art called galleries. It's called Kunsthalle. Uh, Kunsthalle, yeah. yeah. Kunsthalle, Charlottenburg, Gammelstrand. Okay. And also some of, uh, there is some uh, uh, stores called Kiosk. Mm-hmm. which is actually from magazines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They can buy it. And also in some of the bookstores. Mm-hmm. It's all on our Facebook page. Okay, so is the best way online to engage with you guys via Facebook? Yes, it is. Until now. Yeah, we. Yeah, the web is coming to the next release. It Got is. It. it is. Got it. Yeah. And also, everyone can like write to us and we'll send it in the post. Like, mm-hmm. We have mobile pay. So. Right, so you can order it. You can order it, yeah. If you want to yeah. get it from abroad or from Jutland or something. Yes, exactly. And we have sent it yeah, abroad as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, uh, economics is something we don't do a lot in. So we are all <laughs> it might change a bit for yeah. the next... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. tough, you know, because yes. you don't even really want to think about it, but you have to. I know. Yeah. So, so let's. Yeah, we have just have to see how it will go down. And if not, if if the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, then at least we got a lot out of it, and I'm sure it will. Actually, I'm yeah. not, not afraid. Like people often ask me, like, how long and 
for how long? Yeah. What about everything? You know, like, yeah. One day at a time. Yeah, exactly. How big is the print run? How many are you doing? Well, right now we're doing 900. Okay. Um, and it, well, that depends on the money, how many it will be for the next. Because the interest is good enough. It's just about, like, if you want to print 200 more, it's, like, really a lot of money more. Okay. So... So you're not having a problem getting rid of the magazine? Just no, but also we are like pretty... Yeah. Giving them away left Give and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's, uh, you know, you did this to share, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's... Uh, so, but yeah. next issue comes in January. Yes. People can find you on Facebook. What's the face page? Just uh, just Awad Magazine. Okay. Mm. What's the name, by the way? Where did that come uh, from? That's actually... It's mean... Awad means uh, a variety of a species. In Danish? In Danish, yes. And also you could split the words in two as we have done. And Awad, like off art. Okay. So it's by art. Ah, I got it. Okay. Yeah, so it has this double thing. But that was, that's, and that's actually the only thing maybe we have taken further for the old magazine, which was before us. That is the name, the brand. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll put up links to everything on the page, too. For oh, cool. This. And ditto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. You, too. Yeah, that was nice, right? Ida is sharp as a tack, and I look forward to seeing what she does down the road. Don't forget the release party here on Friday. All the details are on our site. Now we're back to the regular release schedule, so the next episode's coming out in two weeks' time. So hang tight, we'll be back before you know it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Undergang Armchair. The intro and outro music was kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by The Passion Hi-Fi. You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our publisher of a website, undergang.net. This show is produced in part with the kind support of the Danish Arts Council. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>